Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. Everybody, welcome to When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast. I once again am your host, that is the professional handicap. And I know my voice sounds like Scooter from the Muppets, not Skeeter, Scooter, James Cox. <laughs> and on the other end of the of the of the of the, uh, of the world, I want to say world is the uh, uh, is my co-host, who is the loudest guy in the room, only when he plays the drums with David Grohl and many more. <laughs> The podcast internet sensation, and quite possibly the sexiest voice over the internet, my friend and yours, Brosley. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Man. I'm uh, I'm coming to you uh, live from the newly renovated office slash music room in my house. All right. And from from the pictures that I got, that that you sent me looks great so far. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I've got uh, the guitars hung up, um, all of Allie's guitars on the wall. Um, sitting on the little love seat that she bought to go in here. It's mm-hmm. actually very comfortable. Right. Um, and I'm currently staring out the window at my what will be my drum shed, mm. hoping that within <laughs> within the next few months I can get that done. Yeah. So, um. So most of you know that the Memorial Day happened yesterday, and mm-hmm. we here at Windward Trail like to thank and, and uh and uh and appreciate the. Uh, the all the troops that have uh, supported us over the thousands of years, and we just want to say thank you to to your uh, service. And um, I'm gonna play you uh, the Jimi Hendrix um, an- national anthem. So here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
All Oof. right. So, Bruce let me... Um, so good, man. I don't think anybody does it better than Hendrix the way he did it at, at Woodstock. Oh, for sure. Um, and, you know, a- this was pointed out to me a few years ago about that uh, rendition. Is uh, He was really mimicking kind of what was going on at the time with uh, like the bombs bursting in the air. Like he was mimicking the, the sounds of, of bombs going off, like with his guitar. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, it's so crazy, man. Oh, you can do it, man. Such yeah. a, uh, just amazing. Right. Um, there's been a few times where I heard uh, renditions of um, the national anthem and um, it, it came really close to Hendrix, but Hendrix, man, nailed it on the head. It's a totally different level. And I respect him for using taps in with the theme, too, because um, especially especially yesterday, we think about um, all the soldiers that died for our country, and we want, them, we want to wish them, um, well, we just want to thank them, you know? So, yeah. uh, thank everybody for all their services and all their um, sacrifices that they went through. Um Especially my dad. My dad was uh, uh, as a colonel. He served in the Air Force for thirty years. So you know, so, oh, wow. so that's yeah, that says something a lot about you know his his character and you know, so yeah. he's a, he's a good dude, you know. Yeah, for so, sure. So thanks, man. <laughs> so um, so what did you do over the past uh, past week? Um, because I know because wow. I know you started your 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 room of your your dorm room. But did you do anything yeah, else? So no. So we we so we had a really relaxing uh, uh, labor uh, not Labor Day, excuse me, Memorial Day weekend. Right. Um, and uh, so it was pretty sweet, man. So Friday, I got off work. I called up Sidebar on Main and uh, ordered a barbecue plate um, for two, and right. it came with like brisket and ribs and oh my god, yeah, good stuff. And, uh, Dude, it was so good. And um, I brought that home, and me and Allie split that up when we watched movies. Um, we also – so have you ever played Kingdom Hearts? It's been a while. wild. It's been yeah. a long time since I did that. Yeah. I have been trying to play that freaking game <laughs> since, like, 08, and I have never played it all the way through. No. Um, I, I Right. So had it for the PS2. Never finished it. Right. Bought the remastered one for the PS3. Never finished it. Mm. Bought the uh, one, 1.5 and the 2.5 right. for uh, PS4. And I said, I'm going to freaking finish <laughs> this game. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that I do it. Right. And uh, I told Allie, I was like, this thing comes with like six different games. I'm not really looking to play all six of them. Right. I want to play one and two because the third one's coming out. And uh, I think you would like it because it has Disney characters in it. And she was like, I'm on board. Right. So, <laughs> Why not? Know, right. We, we finally. Right. She, yeah. And she loved it. Right. Yeah. So we finished up the second one Saturday night. Oh, nice. I think finally. Yeah. And then started the third one. And, uh, so we played, we played a lot of kingdom hearts this weekend. Um, but you know, yesterday, uh, we had Allie's dad over for dinner. That was nice. Um, we were going to do like a nice steak dinner, but shockingly, um, Memorial day weekend, you cannot find any good steaks anywhere. 
because they're really? already gone. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. no meat. Anywhere. Everybody's grilling out. Yeah, right. So, but uh, it was relaxing. You know, Allie thought she was going to have to work. She tried to work, and her boss was like, "Enjoy your weekend, please. Don't do anything. Like just, right. <laughs> just relax." And uh, so she did, and um, that was nice. We we have we don't get a whole lot of time to ourselves and time to just stop and uh, like enjoy spending time with each yeah. other, enjoy days off. Stop and smell the roses. We're so busy. Right. Right. So we're, you know, we, I was like, let's, let's just, let's enjoy the weekend. So it was relaxing. Mm-hmm. It was good. Went back to the gym this morning. The Y is finally back open. Yes. Um, I so, might be going yeah, there. I might awesome. be going to Planet Fitness tomorrow. Yeah. Now, did they make it, you wear masks good. there or like was it optional no. or? Okay, good. Yeah, so they had some guidelines. You know, last week was the first phase of them reopening. Right. Um, and the the hours were a little different. Normally, I think the Y opens at like four. Right. Uh, in the morning. Yeah, and, very um, early. They were opening at seven. It was like seven to seven. That's too early for me because usually I like to go at about five thirty, six o'clock to work out. So, um. I was like, oh, they'll probably wait a few more weeks before they do this phase two. Right. Well, phase two came a lot sooner because they were like, starting Tuesday, we'll be opening at 530. I was like, oh, sweet. Oh, nice. So <laughs> I uh, I went in. I read the guidelines for what we had to do. They checked my temperature at the door. Um, okay. okay. Signed me in. They were like, just clean down your the equipment before and after. Of course. Um, yeah. They, they actually encouraged you to not wear masks because – if you think about all the heavy breathing that you're doing with those masks, you're mm-hmm. just breathing back in. Right. Uh, yeah. That's and, yeah. and that carbon dioxide is just that's not good. So it's actually against CDC guidelines to do that. So they were like, Don't wear a mask huh. um to work out in. It's actually not safe to do that. Right. So I was like, Cool with me. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. How about you? Well, how was your weekend? Good man. I started back to work uh, at the thrift shop. Yeah. Um Last week, and it went really, really good. Our first opening was uh, well, we reopened Saturday. We got a yeah. lot of a lot of people coming in, so that was good to see them. You know, right. get to be around people once again. You know, you know. Yeah, uh, there, there, there's something about being around people that just makes me happy for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, but uh, yeah, since, I'm definitely that way. Yeah. Um. Well, since this is a, this is a uh, music uh, podcast, uh. You know what I mean by by by, by when I say jingles, right? Commercial jingles. Yo, yeah, commercial jingles. Yep. I've heard the best jingle ever made, and I'm gonna play for you right now if you um <laughs> will allow me to uh do that for you right now. And here yep. we go. Only Dizzy Yeah. Only Daisy Cottage Cheese will do. So tasty, so pure. Can I have a little more? Only Daisy Cottage Cheese. Yes, sir. Daisy Cottage, man, that is the best ever jingle I've ever heard in my whole life. Do you like cottage cheese? I do not. (laughs) Well, I I, I would if I tasted more, you know, because, um, because when I had cottage cheese before, it was so, you know, nasty and gross. But I just like that jingle for some reason, you know. It just, it's you know, it's, it's very catchy, you know. So, other than that, and, sure. and working, 
man, I've just been doing what my, my, my basic routine, you know, just watching TV and chilling out. Oh, and I got some, um, more albums. Um, I got my, I got Incubus, um, Make Yourself album. And they had the, oh, uh, yes, that's such a good one. Right. They had the, uh, my favorite song under, which is, um, Oh, whatever. Hold on just a minute. It's called The Warmth. It's called the, yeah. It's called The Warmth. And that that's my favorite song of, of the whole album, man. It, it, yeah. That's just kicking it so good, you know? Yeah. So So I sold my record player, or Allie's record player. Right. Um, and uh, I have plans to buy a new one. Mm-hmm. here soon i really want to get it set up so we have this cool like sewing t- table in this office music room right um and uh it's the perfect size it, it was too small for that record player that we had but i have a uh i have one picked out on amazon that i want to get um with some speakers to go with it and i can't wait to set that up i can't wait to hang up all the records on the wall that we have because we've got a awesome collection yeah of records now that we've collected over the past two years since we've been dating and um i can't wait to listen to them man yeah it's just so many good ones yeah i mean it's um for a long time i didn't click anything physical you know because i was all digital you know and i forgot how much i i loved physical anything you know yeah um well it's i thought about that the other day you know i had a sentimental thought about records like why are records making a comeback right um why aren't cds making a comeback yet i mean i mean maybe eventually they will cassettes you know those haven't really made a comeback but records is is all the rage right now and i think it's just and if there's an album that you just identify with and there's an album that just speaks to you and it means a lot to you there's something special about holding it in your hand yeah you know what i'm saying exactly so that's why I like the records that I want to get. I want to make sure these are albums that mean a lot to me. And it's right. You know, yeah. from start to finish just tells a story and it's just something that I love. So that's the goal. I'm the same way. Cause, um, I think the, the majority of uh, the record comeback is the, is the, um, collector's editions because I yeah. brought me, um, Soundgarden, um, down on the upside and the, yeah. and the version I got has an orange record and a purple record. Yeah, and I also got um, um, 1999 by Prince. Both records were purple, so I guess yeah. it's a it's a it's a fascination of what color is the album, and you know how can I get in, and you know, uh, yeah, you know when will it be in my hands? You know, kind of deal. Because um, yeah, you know, because I'm, I'm I'm over tired about the black records. You know, you know the, the basic black yeah. record. Yeah, you know I need a little bit more oomph, and I think. I, I think the uh, the reason why the, the the records are making a comeback is because you get to um, have options now as uh, as to uh, whereas CDs you don't have the option to do that. Yeah, so. and and you just ordered American Psycho, right? Yes, I did, and it's coming in June something. Yeah. Where did you order that? I meant to ask you because I I was looking around. I want to order one for myself. eBay. Also. eBay. Okay. eBay. Yeah. Nice. Um, if you can't find anything on, on Amazon, eBay is, is, is the place to be. Although you, you, do that. you must look out for, for sellers and buyers, you know, of course it tells you yeah. the ratings, but yeah, yeah, eBay is where I bought that one and it's coming in from another cool. country. So it's going to be a bit before I get it. Um, 
but still so cool, man. Yeah. That's a, yeah. that's a great one. That's, that's another one. That's just, I would love to have. That's my favorite you know, album of them all. It, to hold it. It's just so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, but, um, this time we're not talking about punk. We're talking about ska yeah. music yeah. and we're going to talk about it in just a minute. I got another playthrough introduction of it. So give me just a minute. Which one did you sing along with the most? Oh, ah. so I, it's really tough because I love all those songs. Right. Um, but I think out of out of those that you played, the impression that I get is is my favorite. My really? Boston's. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mine was Santeria, uh, dude. Santeria Sublime. Oh, too. my God, dude. Yeah. Especially, you know, yesterday was also uh, Bradley Newell's um, the anniversary of his passing yes yeah um so that uh that fits really well too right um yeah but yeah i, I man so many great bands came from ska ska yeah. has always had such a special place um in my heart uh I, i'll tell you the first time i ever remember hearing a ska song and you're gonna love this okay so did you ever did you ever like good burger good burger yeah <laughs> do you remember that movie i do yeah so at the end of Good Burger, there is a song that plays, um, and it's by Less Than Jake, which is my, definitely my favorite of all the ska bands that I ever loved. Um, Less Than Jake was just the top tier for me, you know? Right. Um, but they do a song, and it's called, um, I think it's called uh, I'm a Dude. So you remember, that's what uh, Ed in, Bur in uh, Good Burger always said. He's like, I'm a dude, he's a dude, she's right. a dude, yeah. we're all dudes. Yeah. So yeah. they turned that into a song. So it's this Less Than Jake song, but they're singing it with Ed from Good Burger. Oh, no. And, oh, you know, so hilarious. I'm doing this fast punk song, but it's with trombones and a, a whole horn section. And uh, I was like, this is, this is just good. And right. I didn't even understand what it was. And I remember, you know, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones from around that time, they were still real big. And uh, 
Goldfinger kind of started getting big and no doubt was already big, but it's, uh, it's just, I don't know. It makes me happy. Yeah. It just makes me happy. Right. Um, and, uh, we saw, we went to, you know, the warp tour, the last year of warp tour, um, shortly after I proposed to Allie and, uh, that was the only warp tour she ever experienced. And, um, we saw Leston Jake play that year. Uh, mm-hmm. Real Big Fish played that year yes. also. And uh, so it, it kind of got her into some some ska. And now, you know, we'll be at home and we'll, we like to go on walks on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And we'll walk down to her dad's house, about a 15-minute walk. And what we always like to do is just pull up, you know, Leston Jake radio on Pandora. And right. Just listen to ska because it just, it just puts you in such a good mood. It does. It does. Well, yeah. see, um, I, like I was telling you earlier, um, uh, as I was researching this this episode, uh, there's many bands that I know of that I yeah. didn't know was ska. So maybe we'll right. get enlightened our fans about who and what is ska. So absolutely. So let me tell them about ska. Okay. Ska is a music genre that originated in Jamaica in the late fifties and was the precursor to rock steady and reggae. It combines elements of Caribbean minto and calypso with American jazz and rhythm and blues. Sky is characterized by a walking bass line and scented with rhythms on the offbeat. It was developed in Jamaica in the, in the 1960s when Prince Buster Clement died and Duke Reed formed sound systems to play in American rhythm and blues and then began recording their own songs. In the early 60s, ska was the dominant music genre of Jamaica and was popular popular with British mods. Later, it became popular with many skinheads. Music historians typically divide the history of ska into three periods. First, the original Jamaican scene of 1960s, the second tone, ska revival of the late 70s in Britain, which fused the Jamaican ska rhythms and melodies with the faster tempos and harder edge of punk rock forming ska punk. And the third wave of ska, which involves bands from a wide range of countries around the world in the late 80s and 90s. Yes. So what we know is the third wave, thir- the third wave of ska. For sure. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's a, uh, it, which is that, you know, that nineties ska punk fusion. Um, right. And, uh, and it's just, it worked really well for the, for the nineties. Yeah. Um, and I've got something to kind of wrap this up whenever we get to it. Uh, something that I found an article that kind of describes what jo- what, what ska did for the nineties and, you know, and all that. But, okay. you know, it's just, it just makes, just makes me happy. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of a fun time whenever I was a kid. Uh, and, uh, it never really went away. It just kind of sifted back, you right. know, out of popularity, but ska has been around for forever Years, and, and yeah. there's still a lot of great ska bands out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's starting to make a comeback, I feel like. And yeah. so it's exciting to see. Right. But, um, yeah, go ahead, man. Well, since Mighty Mighty Possums is your favorite band, why don't you, uh, tell them a little bit about it? Yeah, so the Mighty Mighty Bostones, uh, informally referred to as the Bostones, is an American ska punk band from Boston, Massachusetts, born in 1983. 
Since the band's inception, lead vocalist Dickie Barrett, bassist Joe Gittleman, tenor saxophonist Tim Johnny Vegas Burton, and dancer, yes, they have a dancer. <laughs> right. Uh, his, yeah, his name is Boston Ben Carr, have remained constant members. The lineup includes uh, drummer Joe Sirois, uh, saxophonist Leon Silva, guitarist Lawrence, Lawrence Katz, and trombonist Chris Rhodes. Currently, their lineup consists of Dickie Barrett, um, again on lead vocals, uh, Timmy, Johnny Vegas, Burton um, on the tenor saxophone, also doing lead vocals, or backing vocals, excuse me, Ben Carr, the dancer. <laughs> dancer, dude. <laughs> but he also yeah. does, you know, he also does, you know, he's a man of many hats because he's got, uh, he does backing vocals, he does percussion, and he's also their tour manager. Wow. Okay. Um, yep. Joe Gittleman on bass and backing vocals. Joe Sirois on drums and percussion, Lawrence Katz on the guitar and the backing vocals, Chris Rhodes on the trombone, also backing vocals. So they all, all can harmonize with each other. Yeah, which is good. Uh, yeah, because we're such a really big band, good. you know. Yeah. Right. Uh, more recently, John Gochius on the keyboards, Leon Silva on the saxophone and backing vocals. Formerly, they had Nate, uh, Nate Albert, Tim Bridwell, John Dalsamir, uh, Dennis Brockenborough, Kevin Linear. Uh, Roman Fleischer, um, but you know, like you, if you watch music videos, especially if you watch the music video for the impression that I get, yeah, it's like there's 20 guys. In it does. It's yeah. really crazy. Um, but you know, they've had additional personnel like Davey Holmes on the keyboards, Brian Dwyer on trumpet, KVP Stevenson, uh, Kevin, excuse me, Kevin P Stevenson on guitar, Dave Aronoff on keyboards, Sledge Burton on drum on trumpet. Um, and John Nash on guitar. If you are saying to yourself that, man, where have I heard? If you if you listen to that clip of the Mighty Mighty Boston song and you're like, where have I heard that? I'll tell you exactly where you heard it. It's the end credits for Step Brothers. That's the song that plays. Yes, um, exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. When I saw that movie and I saw it in theaters and they started playing that and you you're hear like, like, hell yeah. <laughs> riffs of it, yeah. I, I stood up and I was like, yes, yes. Mighty yeah. Mighty Boston. Yeah. Um, but uh, they've got some great albums that they put out over the year, like Devil's Night Out, More Noise and Other Disturbances, Don't Know How to Party, Question the Answers, Let's Face It, Pay Attention, A Jackknife to a Swan, Pinpoints and Gin Joints, The Magic of Youth, and While We're At It. That was recently, recently released in 2018. Yeah. Um, so they, they've had 11 EPs, two live albums. Um, I can't remember the name of the live album that yeah. I've listened to the right. most, but there's one that's really good. Um, 15 compilations mm. and have been in six movie soundtracks, like we just said. Uh, Clueless uh, for the song Where Did You Go in 1995, and then Step Brothers in 2008 with the song The Impression That I Get. Right. Um, it's just, I like bands with a distinctive voice, and that guy has such a such a, a nice, raspy deep voice. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, and then like the trumpets on top of that, it just fuses together so well. Yeah. I love it. I tell you, um, I when I worked at David Buster, I literally saw the impression that I get video hundreds of times because because every time, um, you know, because of those uh, those video loops, um, yeah, they have they show uh, videos constantly every time you go to David Buster's, you know, on yeah. the TVs. So yeah, right. the the impression that I get is like when they're um out videos on loops. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's great because I love the song, you know, so yeah. it doesn't bother me one day. Their breakout know. hit. Yeah. That was right. the one that put them on the map and put them in the mainstream. And there's and, a lot of people that love that song. 
And I think and I think that song was on Let's Face It, which came out in '97, right? Or did it come out on Question Question the Answers '94? Um, I think that was Question the Answers. I could be wrong about that. Okay, but I think it was Question the Answers. Okay, hmm. I well, can tell just, you. Yeah, we have to look that up. So, um, uh, it was on Let's Face It. You're right. Okay, okay. Let's face yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Let's Face It. Okay, good, good. Okay, cool. Very good. So, yes, sir. The next band we're going to talk one? about, huh? You want to take the next one? Yeah. So, Go for it. so the next band we're going to talk about is Operation Ivy, and this band was a great punk band. So, Operation Ivy was an American punk band, punk rock band, I'm sorry, from Berkeley, California, United States, formed in May 1987. The band was stylistically important as one of the first bands to mix the elements of hardcore punk and ska into a new album uh, uh, glam called ska punk. Uh, and was critical to the emergence of Lookout Records and so-called East Bay Sound. The band was derived from the Operation Ivy um, series of nuclear tests in 1952. Although the band released just one full-length album before breaking up in May 89, Operation Ivy is well remembered as a direct ascendance of popular bands like Rancid, and for the yes. right rancid is so good. Uh, for, for the welding it lasts stylistically influenced over numerous other bands. Yes. Um, they're so so they spawned off many bands that are that are just as equally as good. Yeah. So um I didn't even know that much about Operation Ivy. I I mean I knew about the band and I knew that there was members of Rancid that was in Operation Ivy, but I just never, I never really listened to them. But right. I did today in preparation of doing this, of this episode, and I like them. Yeah. I don't know what it, what it took for me to finally <laughs> get, going get into them, yeah. you know, because I love Rancid. Rancid has always been one of my favorite bands. So yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it was, it was weird. Yeah. So the the band consists of four members. Um, it has Jesse Michaels, which is the lead vocalist. Lint, which is a guitarist and the backing vocals. Mint, Matt McCall, which is a bassist. And Dave Mello, which is a drummer. Uh, they released um, Hectic in 88. And so their, their, their debut EP, which is not the full album. Uh, Energy in, in 1989. Original 19 song LP. Operation Ivy, self-titled album in 91. Um, the... Uh, which is a 27-song reissue, in, oh, including hectic and turnaround tracks. Mm-hmm. So they they came out with a remaster of the same album called Operation Ivy that was released in '91, but this came out in 2007, and it was a remastered re-release of the '91 version of Energy, including the band's hectic EP and compilation tracks. Yeah. Uh, Compilation appearances, um, they've had, um, these are compilation albums featuring most of all artists. Most of them contain only one or two Operation Ivy songs, okay? So this was Turn It Around, 1987. Uh, song was from the album, for, uh, Operation Ivy was Officer, and I, I Got No. 
And there's another I'm quote the that thing the eighth Lloyd in ninety in nineteen nineteen eighty eight song and the song from that was Hanging Out. Gilman Saint Block Party, which came out in nineteen eighty nine. Song from that was Officer. And the last one was Rock Against Bush Volume Two. This came out in two thousand four and the song was Unity. Yeah. And they've had a total of 16 bootleg albums. Now, for yeah. for those who don't know who what bootleg albums is, is fans would sneak in other audio recorders like or cassettes and tape the whole concert that they went to see. And so that's yeah. that's what bootleg albums are. And they released 16 of those. So yeah, and you know I'm not a I'm not a big uh, like political political guy as you know right but that rock against bush compilation albums the volume one and the volume two yeah is is really good there's so <laughs> really many good, there's so yeah. many good songs and bands on there like green day and bad religion and uh foo fighters and rancids on there alkaline right. trios on there you know it's just there's a lot of good stuff on there. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense because it was a it was a punk album, and punk is like against the man or something, right? Yeah, some along so those lines. So that worked yeah, perfect, you know. Listen, like even with political, like I don't keep up with that. I'm very apolitical. I stay out of it. I really don't care about e- anything that goes on in the world of politics. But, right. Um. It's it. If there's someone like Bush or Trump that inspires these punk bands to put out great music because they are pissed off that by all means, like yeah, do it. it because please, I, there's some yeah. good songs yeah. that come out of that, that right. angst, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, cause I know um, a lot of people would uh, rather hear another Metallica album that that's, um, that, um, like politically charged. No, like, <laughs> like, 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 um, you'll, you'll see, um, some of these, Fans that are, um, really, really uh, glad that uh, uh, they they release albums like Master Puppets or or right. the Black and the Black album because they were drunk, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know they say hey, you've heard the term alcoholica, right? Yeah, alcoholica. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> people say that their best albums were were with them being wasted and drunk, which I don't agree oh, with for sure. I don't agree yeah. with that because Load and Reload, man, that that was two of my favorite albums, and they weren't drinking at all. So yeah, yeah. I, people said the same thing about Corn. You know, they're like their early days when they were all like doped up on um, speed. Like those are the best albums, and I would have to, I would agree. Yeah, I would say that a lot of Corn's early stuff was was good, but they would, dude, they were all yeah. so very high, right? <laughs> so, um, so the next thing is Sublime. So you want to tell them about them? Yeah, I'll tell them about Sublime. Um, this band has always, always had a very special place in my heart. Just makes me happy. Um, Sublime was an American ska punk band from Long Beach, California, uh, formed in 1988. The band's lineup, unchanged until their breakup, consisted of Bradley Newell, who again, he, the anniversary of his passing was yesterday. Um, Bradley Noel, who uh, was sang and played guitar, Eric Wilson, crazy good bassist, um, and Bud Gall on drums. Lou Dog, who was uh, Noel's Dalmatian, was the mascot of the band. Um, you can find a lot of t-shirts, a lot of albums with 
uh, Lou Dog in the picture, you know, that famous Dalmatian. Yeah. Um, Noel died of a heroin overdose in 1996, resulting in Sublime's breakup. Uh, in 1997, such songs as What I Got, Santeria, Wrong Way, Doing Time, and April 28th, 1992, Yes, That's the Name of the Song, uh, <laughs> they were released on U.S. radio. Right. Um, so, uh, so primarily, the band consisted of Bradley Noel on the lead vocals again, uh, played rhythm guitar. Um, he did some percussion stuff. Um, he also played bass. He played the synthesizer and a sampler. Mm. You know, they, they would sample like old hip hop songs in some of their songs uh, from time to time. Uh, he was in the band from 88 to 96 up until his death. Uh, Eric Wilson, um, who played bass, uh, organ, percussion, conga, synthesizer, backing vocals. Uh, Bud Gall, again, on the drums, but he also did synthesizer, sampler. Um, additional musicians that they had, Marshall. Goodman um, on drums and turntables. Uh, Raz MG is his name, and, and um, or Ross MG, excuse me. So, especially which I didn't know what or who that was because it's it. He's featured in the song um, "Doing Time" because mm. it's like a very broken down hip hop style type of song. Right. Ross MG is the guy that they keep referencing in that song. I was like, okay. God, what is he saying? <laughs> um, so go go back and listen to that. Okay. Um, Michael Happelt, or Miguel, uh, he was their manager, but he also played rhythm and lead guitar. Um, Todd Foreman played the saxophone, which you know puts them in this ska category. Um, Kelly Vargas on the drums. Christopher Hauser also played trumpet. And Mike uh, Shawcross played drums as well for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some great albums that came out, 40 Ounces of Freedom in 92, uh, Robin the Hood in... Uh, 94 and then their self-titled sublime in 1996 but they had some really great eps too they have wonderful songs on them like bad fish that came out in 98 what i got in 97 um they did have uh a live album too called uh uh stand by your band mm-hmm. uh three and three ring service uh circus. live at the palace circus excuse me yeah what did i say three three ring service yeah three ring circus live at the palace um, they've also had nine compilation albums to date. Uh, and you know, you can Santeria, like you played a clip of it is mm. a great example of their ska sound that they had with that, um, kind of reggae. And, and, you know, their, their drummer incorporated that out a good bit too. Cause one of the most popular things about ska and reggae is the almost the sound of like, almost like steel drums or something in there. Right. Yeah. Um, and he threw that in whenever he could, right. but they would be, it would be really broken down and reggae esque for a minute there. And then it would go like super hard, you know, hardcore fast punk song. Right. Um, a good example of that, if you want a reference is their song, seeing red, which actually features Gwen Stefani. Oh, okay. Um, nice. But it's, it's cool. Cause it's a nice reggae song and then it kind of picks up. And then all of a sudden the chorus is just like, double time and it's super fast. And then, and then it's a punk song, you know? Right. Um, uh, we mentioned Bradley Noel and, uh, it, it saddens me to the day, man, cause he's, he's an excellent dude. And he, yeah, he, absolutely. he has so many talents. I mean, if you sing, play guitar, play drums, the congas, drumming, mm-hmm. it's just so sad that he left us when he did in 96. And I, yeah, and I, it really sucks, man. And I believe that, um, that the band would be as big as 
probably a Foo Fighters to this day, to be honest with you. You know. Yeah, and they're but, still around. You know, they're still touring. Yeah, but I don't um, think they're getting too 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 much too much um no. a public eye as they would have went with a Bradley. You know, because Bradley was literally the, the whole you know the whole show. You know. Yeah. So um, and they. They call them. They don't even call themselves Sublime anymore. It's uh, Sublime with Rome. So they have this, you know, this new singer that has come in. Um, it's a, it's it's really described more as a musical collaboration. Um, Rome Rome Ramirez is the new singer and guitarist for Sub, Sublime, but you know they're respectful about it because they knew that Bradley was the heart and soul of sublime. So to honor him, they, they didn't even, you know, fully just say, well, that, well, we're still sublime. It's sublime with Rome. Right. And you know, they're not bad. I've listened to some live videos. He doesn't really sound like Bradley, but it's still good. It's, 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 it's good to, to listen to, to know that they're, they're at least still trying. And, um, right. A lot of people would love to see Sublime live. I know people would love to hop in a time machine, go yes. back and see Bradley perform with them, but right. you just can't do that. So this is this is the closest we can get, and um, I'm glad that they're I'm glad they're doing that. The closest thing you can get to the actual band is go on YouTube or or buy albums, records, <laughs> yes. uh, and um, and CDs and whatnot. So yeah, so I'm, yeah, so I really really miss that band. I mean, it was so good. Yeah, so. for sure. So the next man we're gonna talk about is real big fish, R E E L, not R E A L. So a lot of a lot of people get that wrong. Play on words. Yeah, right. (laughs) So, a real big fish is an American ska band, ska punk band, from Orange County, California. The band gained gained mainstream recognition in the in the late mid to late nineties. During the third wave of ska, which we talked about earlier in the in the episode, uh, with the release of gold certified album "Turn Off Turn the Radio Off," soon after the band lost mainstream recognition but gained an underground cult following. As of two thousand six, the band was no longer signed to a record to a major record label company, and and has since then been independent. After many lineup changes throughout the years, frontman Aaron Barnett is the only remaining founder of the band. So now the the current members are Aaron Barnett, which is the lead vocalist, rhythm guitarist, blues, keyboards, and synthesizers. And uh, he's played he's played since '94, and he still plays with them now. John Christensen, um, aka Johnny Christmas, played the trumpet <laughs> and backing vocals. Derek Gibbs, which is the bassist. Uh, Matt Appleton is the saxophonist. Um, Edward Larson is the drummer. And Brian Robertson is the trombone. So they got a little bit more um, a brass instruments in there than our current. For sure. Than our yeah, current, yeah. Uh, a lot of band. real big fish songs have a lot more of a horn section. Right. Um, which they great. really utilize that. Right, which is yeah. great, great, great. So they've had a lot of former, member, former, former members. Jeez, okay, so and Matt Wong, which is bassist, Andrew Gonzalez, drummer, uh, Zach Giltrap, which is a keyboardist and programming, but Ben Guzman, which is the lead vocalist, um, Lisa Smith, who played guitar, Dan Reagan, trombonist, Travis Wirtz, which is the trumpetist, 
Adam Polakafa, which is the saxophonist. Robert Quimby, not to be confused with Mayor Quimby from The Simpsons, <laughs> is the trombonist. Uh, Stephen Reed is the saxophonist. Uh, Eric Vizmentis is the trum- trumpist. Scott, I'm not even going to... I'm definitely going to mess up that... that, that uh, Klopfenstein. Klopfenstein. <laughs> I don't know. Klopfenstein, you're right. But he did a lot of instruments, including the, the guitar, the trumpet, and the keyboards. Grant Berry, which is the trombonist. Uh, Carlo, Carlos de la Garza, which is drummer. Tyler Jones, trumpet. Uh, Justin Ferreira is drummer. And uh, Rylan Steen, a.k.a. The Rabbit. He was a drummer. And Billy Cottage yeah. is the trombonist. That is a lot of members. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was a former member of Real Big, Fi- Real Big Fish at hey some man, point. Hey, man, you and me both. <laughs> you and me both, I guess we were Ghost Riders, right? Can't even remember it, yeah. No. So. <laughs> okay, so they had a few uh, studio albums. Well, let me go mm-hmm. go down that path. The first album was Everything Sucks in 95. Turn the radio off in 96. Why did they rock so hard in 98? Cheer up. <laughs> In 2002, We're Not Happy Till You're Happy in 2005, Monkeys for Nothing and, and the Chimps Are for Free in 2007, Fame, Fortune, and Fornication in 2009. <laughs> wow, where did they come up with all this? You know? They have the best album titles. <laughs> Candy Coated Theory is 2012, Life Sucks, Let's Dance was their latest album and that came out in two, 2018. And it's not bad. Not bad at all. Well, I well, I don't know because I you know because I haven't heard much from them in the past few years. So maybe you know yeah. better than I do. Uh, they had three demos um, in the good old days, which came out in '92. Return of the Mullet, Real Big Fish in '94, and Buy This in '94 also. <laughs> and they had uh, four EPs and one live album, and uh, and. Uh, and also, they had five albums, five compilation albums to date. Took me the list, so I'm gonna just shorten you there. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised like that you use that many brass instruments. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They um. They really, they really utilized that and took took a hold of what was happening with the scene and um gained a lot of popularity and. It developed a like you said a huge cult following. Right, um, I'm in that cult. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I yeah. freaking love Real Big Fish, and I was never a a huge fan of them. I knew a handful of songs. I knew their cover of "Take on Me" that's really good. Um, but they, you know, they have a a cover of um, "Brown Eyed Girl" that's really good as well. If you look up like their greatest hits album, right. Um, but and then I knew like one other song, "Beer." Beer. Beer was like their their breakout hit i guess and um or sell out those were those were the big ones but you know since since seeing them live i kind of like that's what that's what i'll miss about going to concerts right so yes. i'm ready for them to start doing concerts again because i love going to see a band that i would have never thought to originally just buy a ticket to go see you're kind of forced into it because they're opening so we went to warp tour and we were looking over the you know, the list of who's playing, who's not. And 
you know, who are we going to, you know, warp tour, there's six, six, seven, eight stages or whatever. And you kind of have to figure out where you're going to stand. And right. Who do you want to skip to see this person or whatever? So <laughs> yeah. it's hot. We're, we're under the, you know, we're, we're trying to hang out as much as we can under the amphitheater covering. And, uh, we were wanting to see a band, but real big fish was playing. And Allie was like, who's that? And I said, oh, they're, they're a ska band. They're pretty good. They're kind of like less than Jake. Um, but you know, they're, they're all right. They do a good cover of take on me. So she liked the cover, but I was listening to them and I was like, man, they're good. They're just yeah. so, they're just <laughs> so good. Yeah. And, uh, so I kind of like really fell into digging into their older stuff and, now there's so many good songs that they have that I, I love, and I hate that it took so long for me to get into them. Right. Yeah. Speaking of your favorite band list, and Jake, why don't you, why don't you tell Oh, uh, yeah. Tell I'm about so them. excited. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm so excited. Um, so, Less Than Jake. Um, let me get this here. Less Than Jake is an American ska punk band from Gainesville, Florida. So, notice that all these other bands that we've been talking about have come from California. Um, this, this is the first one over here on our side of the map. Um, Lesson Jake is an American ska band formed from Gainesville, Florida, uh, in 1992. The band consists of, uh, Chris Demacus on the vocals and guitar, Roger Lima on vocals and bass, Matt Yonker on the drums, Buddy Schwab on guitar, and Peter J.R. Wazel... <laughs> Wazel with was it was yep yeah, Jr. We're just gonna call him Jr. Yeah, yep, Jr. on yeah. the saxophone. With Ari, yeah. uh, <laughs> the group released its debut album Pez Core in 1995, which is wonderful, following a series of independent seven seven inch single releases. The band's subsequent two stu- two studio albums, Losing Street in '96 and Hello Rock View in 1998, which is you know how like I said I just want these albums that mean a lot to me that I just want to hold in my hand. Right. Um, this is every single Hello album. Rock View, <laughs> yeah. Hello Rock View and Anthem are for sure my, my two favorite ones from Less Than Jake. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so Losing Streak and Hello Rock View were released on major label Capitol Records, um, which really pushed them into the mainstream, right? Leading to increased exposure. In 2000, um, they released Borders and Boundaries on Fat Wreck Records, which I believe is Fat Mike um, from No Effects. I believe that's his okay. company, nice. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but the band's fifth studio album, Anthem, that I just mentioned, came out in 2003. It was the, most, the group's most commercially successful to date, featuring the singles She's Gonna Break Soon and The Science of Selling Yourself Short. The Science of Selling Yourself Short is like quintessential Scott. Um, it is just, oh, it's so good. I, there's a Facebook page that I follow called Scottoo Network, kind of a play on the Cartoon Network thing. Mm-hmm, right. Um, and they did a, like a poll for like the 10 greatest um, ska songs ever. And, you know, Science of Selling Yourself Short was definitely on that. Um, in 2008, the band founded its own record label, Sleep It Off Records, and released its seventh full-length album, GNV. FLA, which obviously is an abbreviation for Gainesville, Florida. Right. Um, the band has recently stated its preference for EP releases and independently issued Greetings from Less Than Jake in 2011. Sorry, my dog's barking a little bit. Um, and its counterpart, Seasons Greetings um, from Less Than Jake in 2012, was the Christmas album. 
Um, in late 2012, the band combined the two to create the compilation album Greetings and Salutations. Um, the band's eighth studio album, See the Light, was released in November on November 12, 2013. So again, current members uh, Chris Demakis on guitar and vocals. He's been in the band since the get-go. Um, also, Roger Lima on the bass and guitar and the vocals. Those two kind of share um, the, uh, the, the singing, the singing yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, buddy Goldfinger Schwab on the trombone, Peter Jr. <laughs> we're just going to call him Jr. <laughs> on right. the tenor saxophone and the backing vocals, um, Matt Yonker on the drums, um, who is more of their recent one because that uh, the guy that played for them before, um, Vinny Fiorello, he's the one that's on all of the early stuff. He's in all the music videos, right? Right. Um, he's no longer in the band anymore. But um, Jessica Mills on the alto saxophone. Um, Darren Nuffer on the tenor uh, and baritone saxophone and Pete Anna on trombone hmm. um, discography for their studio albums. They've got Pest Corps came out in 95 losing streak in 96. Hello rock view again. Amazing hmm. borders and boundaries in 2000 anthem. Amazing 2003 hmm. uh, in with the out crowd is also really good. It, I would say it's their, their kind of, Break, break, break away from yeah. ska okay. yeah like they they kind of it was more rocky um, okay there's still some good ones on there but in with the out crowds okay yeah um gnv fla in 2008 and see the light in 2013 they've had nine eps six live albums and five compilation albums mm, they've been busy um, and it, and you know there's I, it is it, i can't think of the name of the album um right now but you know they did a compilation cover album where they did nothing but theme songs um, really? from old TV shows. Yeah. I got to like check that SpongeBob out. And, yeah. Oh, man. I can't remember what it's called, and it's not popping up on Apple Music for me to look it up and tell you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's they did nothing but covers of theme songs from, like, your favorite cartoons. Wow. Hmm. Pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know much about listening, but I will uh, look up Anthem since you think oh, it's amazing. Anthem, man. Anthem, yeah, so, Anthem is so good. So, so Anthem is is the first album that everybody should check out from Less Than yeah. Jake. Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay, so the last and very, but the very not least um, band that we're going to talk about is No Doubt. Um, okay, so. No Doubt is an American rock band from Anaheim, California. Oh, once again, it's California. Formed in 1986. The band consists of vocalist Gwen Stefani, guitarist Tom Dumont, bassist Tony Cannell, and drummer Adrian Young. Since the mid-90s, they've they've been supported by trombonist Gabriel McNair and the trumpeter Stephen Bradley in live performances. Though their 92 debut album uh, has failed to make an impact, it's ska-punk inspiring follow-up The Beacon Street Collection sold over 100,000 copies in 95. Over three times more as its predecessor. The band's Diamond Certified album Tragic Kingdom, which is so good by the way, it yeah. came out in, in 95, benefited from the resurgence of the third wave ska in the, in the 90s. 
uh, and don't and don't speak. The third single from the album set a record when it was spent as 16 weeks at the number one spot at, on the Billboard's Hot 100 Airplay charts. Oh yeah, just a girl. Also, a song co-written by Stefani was described as the most popular cut on the CD, and it was. Yeah, and that's an amazing song. The, the it is a great one. Um, that one and Don't Speak is really great, but I would say that Spider Webs is for sure the the my favorite on that one. Yeah, Spider Webs is really is really catchy, you know. Yeah, so, uh, they are still touring. I, um, they're still making music. So right now the current members are Gwen Stefani, which is the backing in lead vocals. Uh, she's been there since. And she married a country singer. She did. Because um, I knew that she married Gavin Rosdale from uh, Bush. Yeah, she, she went from Gavin Rosdale to Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton, that's who it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's on, um, what, um, what, what's that show that, um, The Voice? The Voice, the thank, voice you, thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, the So with her, Tony Connell as a bassist, keyboardist, and saxophone, he's been around since 1987. Uh, Tom DeMont, which is the guitarist, keyboardist, guitar boardist. I, I don't know <laughs> how to how to say that right. Um, he's been in the band since 1988. Adrian Young is the drummer. He's been there since 1989. So the, yes, the, the touring and, si- and session members are Gabriel McNair and Stephen Bradley, like we just discussed in the earlier um, per- um, part of this episode. Right. Former members is Eric Stefani, which is Gwen Stefani's brother. Uh, he played keyboards. Um, John Spence, which is the lead in backing vocals. Uh, Chris Leal, which is the bassist. Uh, Gabriel Gonzalez, trumpet. Alan Mead is the trumpet. Tr- yeah, trumpet. Trumpetist. Um, Tony Mead is the saxophonist. Jerry McMahon is the lead guitarist. Uh, Chris Webb is was the drummer. Paul Cecily as the trombonist. Eric Carpenter, he was the saxophonist. Uh, Jared Bios, which is the saxophonist. Don Hammerstead, which is the drum, which was the trumpist. Uh, Alex Henderson, which was the trombonist, and Phil Jordan, which was the trumpist. That's a lot. Yeah. Of, that's a lot to, to say. And see, that's that's all the horn section you know right. and if you notice like what years they left the band they they weren't even around for tragic kingdom that was all that was you know the, everything that was the poor prior piece. to tragic kingdom yeah right. was their ska stuff you, right. you know and they still held on to that a little bit with tragic kingdom but you can tell that was where they started changing a lot of their sound and um i mean that's ultimately what made them successful so good for them but right. notice right. all those past members are almost all all the you know, Trumpets, the, the, you know, the brass horn section, saxophone, yeah. and trombones, and all that, and like no one's ever heard of these people, <laughs> right? Which is which is sad because um, I mean that's, that's yeah. yeah. So they had six albums to date. Uh, first album was No Doubt, which just came out in '92. The Beacon Street Collection '95, which we talked earlier. Tragic Kingdom, which came out in '95, their blow up record. Uh, Return of Saturn, which came out in 2000. Rock City, 2001, and Push and yep, Shove dude. in 2012. They've had yep. five compilation albums. 
and everyone knows about Gwen Stefani's solo career um, because yeah. it's bananas. <laughs> it's it's B A N A N S, uh, right? Uh, we got you. We got you. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Gwen Stefani is the um, w- was the main mainstay of that band. Yeah. Um, because looking at looking at um, uh, the years that people have been around. Uh, the band that she's with now uh, came one year after she formed the band. Yeah. So she's been around the longest, and she's like the mainstay of the band. She is, no doubt, really. You know. And Adrian Young was a a great drummer too, and and you know, he did a lot for custom drums. I feel like there's you know there's a subculture of drummers that are really into the customization of drumming and uh, of drums, and uh, Adrian Young really put custom drums on the map. He was sponsored by um, Orange County Custom Drums, who who also sponsored like Travis Barker. Oh, nice. um, And different ones like that, you know. So, uh, and the guy from 311, you know, those were the three ones, the three drummers that kind of put that company on the map and made them super popular and got people into customizing their stuff. So everyone wanted to get signed with Orange County, and it was because of, of... Adrian Young because he just had the coolest drum sets. Yeah. Um, just go Google photos of his drums that he's had over the years. And he was doing stuff even way back in the nineties that was never even thought of with drums and certain raps and putting lights inside of your drums. It's, right. just, it's so cool. It's, it's really, really, really neat to go look at. Um, so I guess he was yeah. the inventor of um, most drums you see now, now today. For sure. Yeah. So now, you know, people are, it's nothing to put a, to put, you can buy lights right now and put them inside your, your drum set, you know, but these were things that Adrian Young did back in like 95 and no one had ever seen that. It was just incredible. Right. So, uh, well, that's been our 13th episode and we thank you for watching and for listening, not watching. Uh, we hope you have a better understanding of what Scott is. And what it will do, and and uh, I hope he comes back in full force because I really miss the music, you know. I do too. Because there's something about good. God that uh, that you yeah. said that makes people happy, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, for I sure. It's it's a uh, it puts you in a good mood. Right. So. Anyway, uh, yeah. So thank y'all for watching and for listening, and we'll see you next time on yep. when words fail, music speaks. So bye. Bye. You've been listening to the When Words Fail, Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more, and thank you for listening.